We're entering week two of our daily look at automotive history. Today, the 1918 Michigan senatorial race ignited national concern for regulating political campaign funds. Wealthy Republican industrialist Truman H. Newberry and Democratic automotive magnate Henry Ford clash like titans. President Woodrow Wilson's favorite candidate, Ford, ran in both the Republican and Democratic primaries. Desperate to prevent Ford's sweeping victory, Newberry's team unleashed a torrent of ads and scathing accusations, painting Ford as a pacifist and anti-Semite. Consequently, Newberry claimed the Republican nomination while Ford secured the Democratic. In November 1918, despite Ford's renowned status, Newberry triumphed in the general election, sparking outrage from citizens appalled by his campaign's lavish spending. Calls for his removal echoed throughout newspapers and among Republicans. Newberry's troubles began even before his victory as allegations of excessive campaign expenses surfaced. The Senate Committee on Privileges and Elections investigated these claims alongside petitions from Henry Ford contesting the election results. Although Newberry faced criminal charges for violating federal and state campaign laws, the Supreme Court overturned his conviction in 1921. However, his battles within the Senate persisted. After recounting ballots and investigating fraud allegations, the majority of the Senate committee found no evidence of improper use of money and exonerated Newberry. Dissenting Democrats insisted he knew about the excessive expenditures and argued for his removal. Please keep in mind that these expenditures neared $200,000 in 1918. Debates raged in the Senate chambers until January 1922, with opponents asserting that Newberry's massive spending could not have gone unnoticed. Progressive Senator George W. Norris warned of a Senate dominated by wealthy men if Newberry was cleared. On January 12, 1922, the Senate condemned Newberry's excessive expenditures as harmful to its honor and dignity, yet voted 46 to 41 in favor of him as a duly elected senator from Michigan. The vote divided among party lines with independent and radical Republicans siding with Democrats, while regular Republicans supported Newberry. This concluded the formal Senate action in the Newberry-Ford contest. Henry Ford, relentless when angered, seemed unwilling to accept the decision. Faced with Ford's looming challenge and a shifting political landscape, Newberry resigned on November 18, 1922, after which he returned to his business in Michigan and remained quiet until his death. The Newberry-Ford saga drew national attention to the power of wealthy candidates. Both enjoyed political benefits from their fortunes. Ford pursued his grievances in court when insulted by Newberry's campaign. Though a personal vendetta, Ford's success hinged on public support for progressive ideals seeking to eliminate financial corruption from politics. The Supreme Court's ruling in the Newberry versus United States weakened attempts to control federal campaign expenditures. In response, Congress passed the Federal Corrupt Practices Act in 1925. Despite these efforts, financial irregularities persisted in congressional campaigns for decades, maybe even centuries. I hope you like this episode of No Driving Gloves. It's kind of a little bit political, but can you think of a world 
with Senator Ford and how the auto industry would have turned if Henry Ford would have been elected a state senator? What would have become of the Ford Motor Company? What would have become of the automobile? President Ford could have a completely different meaning than it does now. This day in automotive history really makes you wonder. One little pivot, and the world would have been different. If you enjoyed this episode of No Driving Gloves, be sure to go to nodrivinggloves.com and subscribe to the podcast. Always get off your ass and go burn some gas. John out. <laughs>